It's my pleasure to introduce Julia Sancion, who's going to be speaking. She moved to Southern California 40 plus years ago from Hawaii. She's retired and she and her hubby are blessed with two children, eight grandchildren, and three great-grandchildren. You look too young for that. She attends First Filipino American United Methodist Church and is thankful to her church with a strong United Methodist women presence, which encourages her to serve, grow her faith, and share talents and time. Julie enjoys traveling, dancing, being with grandchildren, and volunteering at church and the hospital. Active in United Methodist Women for over 20 years, she serves as the East District United Methodist Women President. She's held conference, district, and local organization offices. She is honored to serve as the chairperson of the church council. Julie served as the president of the Methodist Hospital Women's Auxiliary, which is a local mission of United Methodist Women, and is a representative of the David and Margaret, which is a national mission. Her church and the United Methodist Women are of great meaning and a blessing to her. And so we welcome Julie to United Methodist Church. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, you, Mary. Good morning, everyone. Thank you for that introduction, Mary. And um, I am so delighted to be here at Riviera United Methodist Church to worship with you today. Pastor, thank you, United Methodist Women. Happy New Year, and happy UMW Sunday. My 2020 vision is very clear right now to me that your United Methodist Women are right on course to fulfill God's mission with their new leadership. So congratulations, ladies. I want to thank Mary and the United Methodist Women for inviting me to speak to you today about a very near and dear local mission, a caring mission, a healing mission, and that is the Methodist Hospital of Southern California and the Women's Auxiliary. I am honored to be associated with this amazing place of service with its history and connection to the United Methodist Women. It's quite a story of women responding to God's call. But before I continue with this story, I wanted to share a little about my story with Methodist Hospital and why it's so near and dear to me. Near, literally, because I live five minutes away from the hospital. And our then young family moved to Arcadia 40 plus years ago. And um, I think each And every member of our family had been treated by the hospital throughout the years. And they, uh, my grandchildren were born there, and they took special care of my mother when she had her stroke. And I witnessed the excellent work of the doctors, the nurses, and the staff of that um, Methodist hospital. My home church, as Mary had said, is First Filipino-American United Methodist Church in Hacienda Heights. And it has a very strong presence of United Methodist women. And my church and UMW has transformed me and mentors me and um, strengthens my faith and, and deepens my relationship with the Lord. I had strong mentors. And through those mentors, I was associated with the Methodist Hospital. And I learned about the various missions and uh, the history of uh, United Methodist Um, Methodist Hospital. And so 
I continue with the story. Uh, we, as you know, we celebrated our 150th anniversary last year of United Methodist Women. And we did that by telling our stories. Stories of how UMW had impacted um, various lives and various changes. And so the story of Methodist Hospital is a story that is born out of love, care, and kindness for each other. In John 15, 12, it says, My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. And this verse to me shows the spirit of care, faith, hope, and love in which in 1903, the purposeful members of the Women's Home Missionary Society on Los Angeles saw the need for medical care for their fellow men and women in their community of Los Angeles. And so their mission was to help provide this care, and they founded the Methodist Hospital of Southern California. Over 100 years later, that mission continues on. And some of these pioneering women were deaconesses. I believe that they were called to serve and that the Lord had plans for them. Jeremiah 29, 11, 13 says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, but plans to give you hope and a future. So in 1903, they dared to undertake this monumental undertaking. And it just speaks volumes of the character of these women that took action to answer the call to serve. Why? Because they cared for their fellow men and women. They were courageous. They were bold. They were determined. And they were convinced. And they had the belief that with God, all things are possible. And I can just picture them at their United Methodist Women meeting, rolling up their sleeves and saying, what is that Nike slogan? Let's just do it. And that's what these women did. They did it. And so they started by acquiring a two-story house on Hewitt Street in downtown L.A. And here the Methodist Hospital began. They started with five beds, some equipments, their skills and talents to be able to heal, and their first patient was a Chinese woman. Growth and needs in space evolved through the years, and in just six years, in 1909, another building was purchased, and now they had 18 beds. Then they began another serious fundraising. They said we needed a larger hospital. And with incredible determination, prayers, faith, and generosity, they accomplished an amazing feat of raising $100,000 in six years. Amazing fundraising campaign. And they were able to build a 100-bed hospital at Hope Street, equipped with modern equipments. They had radio coming in to their rooms now. So these incredible women accomplished in this 12 years, truly, with God, all things are possible. 
God has used them as his instruments to accomplish these great deeds. So other notable accomplishments and dates of the Methodist Hospital. In 1915, a nurse's training school was started, and the hospital had for many years conducted one of the best schools of nursing in the country. It closed in 1945, but they still maintain a close tie with the nursing departments of Pasadena City College and the Azusa Pacific. In 1940, through the action of the United Methodist Church General Council, all departments were reorganized, and the Women's Missionary Society became known as the Women's Society of Christian Service and called WSCS. This new organization assumed the bonded indebtedness of the hospital for $570,000. And this new organization, in 1954, the $570,000 worth of bonds were retired. So a proud moment of the WSCS. One statement in a summary read, quote, The hospital is owned by the Women's Society of Christian Service of the Southern California Arizona Conference of the Methodist Church. United Methodist Women, you are just amazing. So in 1949, an outpatient medical clinic was opened in June 15th of that year. And here, patients above the charity level who were unable to pay full cost of medical care were treated. In Matthew 25, 36, 39 to 40, Jesus said, I was sick and you visited me. And they answered, When were you sick and visited you? Then he said, Inasmuch as ye have done it unto the least of these, you have done it for me. And that's the power of love of Jesus. And the birth of the auxiliary took place. And Methodist women supported the clinic. And then finally the uh, whole hospital. Volunteers did in-service work in the clinic. They were sewing They were doing supply work, and they did fundraising. Its first project was to set up a gift counter and selling of calendars. And I don't know whether uh, some of you ladies uh, of United Methodist Women remember, but we used to sell those uh, Methodist hospital calendars, and they were a big hit. And so, um, but I will come back to the Women's Auxiliary after I describe the move to the city of Arcadia. God's plan continues to fall into place. In 1955, the hospital was sold to the county of Los Angeles. And in the meantime, the population in the suburbs were increasing. The war was over. A lot of young families started to buy houses, and so the population increased. So there was a strong need for a hospital in the San Gabriel Valley area. And so the city of Arcadia decided there was a need for a hospital in their community. A a committee was appointed. A site was selected. The money was raised. And 22-acre track opposite the Santa Anita racetrack was acquired. And after months of interviews, 
The Methodist organization was decided on as the one that felt to be the most fitting for the city's aims and objectives and with a Christian dimension. The site selected was leased to the hospital at a very minimal yearly rental and a 99-year lease. The lease was so low that the Methodist group paid up for 20 years right away on the get-go. And so they signed the lease on May 1953, and the hospital doesn't have to worry. We, our lease expires in May 2052. So right on. Methodist. <laughs> so the General Conference of the UMC was also involved. Indeed, there are lay, clergy, and physicians in the hospital board of directors and the foundation board of directors. Currently, Bishop Grant Hagia is in the board, Reverend Sandy Olwen, who is uh, the pastor of Pasadena First, the conference UMW president, serves on the board of directors. And the president of Women's Auxiliary, which I formerly was, I served on the foundation board of directors. And in 1957, the Arcadia Methodist Hospital was completed. And the first patient, her name was Mrs. Louise Davidson, a member of the First Methodist Church of Alhambra. And she was admitted on May 27, 1957. The hospital now had a bed capacity of 138. From 5 to 18 to 100. And now they have 138. And now I'm going back to the women's auxiliary because the women's auxiliary plays a very important role to the hospital. They provide the spiritual care for the hospital. The first funding raising that they did was the tour of homes. Again, I ask you ladies, if you remember the tour of homes, they usually, they had the tour of homes and you could go and visit all the different homes during the uh, holiday season. And so, uh, it was very well received then and it was participated in back then. Methodist women from all over Southern California belongs to the women's auxiliary. We also have many United Methodist women that do volunteer work there. And I, for one, am a proud volunteer on Thursdays. Well, what is the work of the auxiliary? The spiritual welfare of the patients of Methodist hospitals is our special concern. A full resident chaplain is an important part of the healing team at the hospital. And our head chaplain is the Reverend Brenda Simons. We provide supplies like the upper room, prayer cards, and prayer cards are given to every meal to the patients, and those prayer cards are so inspirational. Small Bibles are distributed around the hospital and so on. We support the chaplaincy program, and the interns are available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And we have furnished and maintained an interfaith chapel for all patients and their families where they can go and praise and uh, do worship on there. The executive committee consists of elected officers and each district president belongs to the auxiliary office. 
meetings, general meetings are held there, and we do have wonderful meetings there. Um, last month, we had the meeting of the chaplains, and they gave to us their inspirational stories of having to help the families cope with whatever um, the sickness that their families are going through. Uh, we have speakers on strokes, on signs of heart attacks, latest breakthroughs such as the neurointerventalist, uh, where he showed us that you can go into the brain. They have a special equipment now. They can go into the brain. They have this little instrument like a net, which will suck out the, the clot, and then it will just disappear. And more and more doctors um, are being you know, hired in that hospital. We also have pet therapy. Last uh, January, we had a pet therapy um, speaker there and uh, did a showing of what the pet therapy does. So last month, we presented a check to the foundation amounting $110,000. And these women were so visionary as they provided for the future when they created the bylaws they specified that 10% of auxiliary funds from the gift shop, member donations, and additional restricted funds shall be designated to the United Methodist Women's Endowment Fund for the purpose of maintaining spiritual services at Methodist Hospital in the future. And so this is just an amazing hospital. And I, um, it's a nonprofit institution, no stocks, no dividends or profits issued to any persons or person, and any income above operating costs goes right back to the hospital for improvements, equipment, and service. So these United Methodist women had impacted several lives and made the betterment of uh, changes for a lot of people, and so we thank them. And now the hospital is a full-service community hospital with 348 licensed beds. It is ranked among the top 1% of hospitals in the United States, not just Southern California, in safety. And it has outstanding excellence in cardiology, stroke, orthopedics, neurosurgery, obstetrics, and many other specialties. They also have a um, partnership with the City of Hope in cancer treatments. That's how much the hospital has invested, you know, for the caring of the people there. Not just physically and not just mentally, but spiritually. And so I want to just say that um, the United Methodist Women, you know, they had been involved with the hospital for a long time. We had been involved in fundraising such as the 100,000 pledge to the neonatal, 100,000 pledge to a new tower and emergency rooms, and the latest 100,000 pledge to the new rehab unit. Why? Because we care. Because we care and because we had listened to God's call to take care of our own, we take care of the people around us, to take care of community. 
and we will continue to care and support this mission. In addition, it's not just funds that um, we, we donate, that United Methodist Women donate. United Methodist Women also make a difference by collecting stuffed animals, you know, for the hospital. The chaplains distribute them to our young children. The young children, uh, it helps them to provide companion. It helps them to be a uh, security blanket. And it also goes to patients of all ages because sometimes there are patients there that do not have visitors at all. And so these animals, these stuffed animals, gives them a companion, a warm something to hold on to. It gives them hope, and it helps with the healing. We also accept donations of baby blankets to give to our nursery. So my message today to all of the United Methodist women to this church I just want to thank you for supporting this loving mission of Methodist Hospital, which provides the service in healing, physically, mentally, and spiritually. We are guided by the Spirit. It was a calling by God to these particular women, and boy, did they respond. So may God continue to bless the caring community of United Methodist Women everywhere and all the missions they support, like the Methodist Hospital, with faith, with hope, and with love in action. So thank you, Riviera United Methodist Church and Riviera United Methodist Women. And thank you for listening to me about the Methodist Hospital. Thank you.